Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'd like to talk to you about one of my mentors, Arthur M. Young. Arthur was the inventor of the Bell helicopter, the first commercially licensed helicopter ever, the Model 47 that came out in 1947. He was a man of great compassion and wisdom. He died in 1995, but uh, I think of him often, and he had a very, very important influence on my life. I suppose, to sum it up in a nutshell, I would call it uh, what my friend Sharon Frankemont once referred to as Operation Big Picture. Nobody seemed to have a bigger picture of the universe, the world, and all of its many dimensions than Arthur Young. He was born in 1905 and uh, graduated from Princeton University in 1926. He studied philosophy. He studied Einstein's theory of general relativity and the philosophy of Albert North Whitehead. He wanted to become a process philosopher like Whitehead. However, he felt, and this is quite interesting, he felt that philosophy itself had failed that philosophers were a dime a dozen in his words because they had failed to anticipate the enormous impact of technology upon our society. And he believed that in order to prove himself worthy of being a philosopher, he had first to show that he could solve an unsolved technological problem. So, in 1926, he went to the patent office in Washington, D.C. to find what were the unsolved problems in technology, and he hit upon the helicopter coming up with a vehicle that could hover in midair. At that time, there had actually been over 200 attempts uh, to uh, build a helicopter, and they had all failed, even, even though the idea goes back to the 16th century, I, I think, with uh, Leonardo da Vinci. So, he set out to build a helicopter. He had some private wealth. He had a farm. And he worked in his farm in Paoli, New York, with toy models. For 12 years, he worked on a design that ultimately failed, but he kept at it. In 1942, he actually had a small working model, and he took it to the Bell Aircraft Corporation and sold it to them, and he worked with them to build the full-scale model that finally was released in 1947. Now, that gave him the opportunity and, and certainly the wealth at that point to return to his original love philosophy. And he developed theories of everything. Uh, now you can read about those theories in the Roots of Consciousness, which if you had been listening to the previous edition of these In Presence monologues, you will have a copy at your disposal. Uh, and, of course, you can just do a Google search on Arthur M. Young. Let me just say this briefly about him. He took the periodic table of the elements and expanded it to be a periodic table of everything. And, and by everything, what I mean to include is mythology, physics, chemistry, botany, psychology, 
all explained in terms of a sense of universal process. How do all these things fit together? He had the notion that uh, it goes back to uh, classical spiritual thought, the descent of spirit into matter from pure spirit, the photon, light, uh, which he tended to equate with spirit for various reasons of his own, into atoms and molecules and uh, DNA, living molecules, polymers, plants, and then animals, and then the human kingdom as we return back to our origins in the realm of spirit. Arthur opened up the Institute for the Study of Consciousness in Berkeley, California, 1973. And I remember uh, my friend Kenneth Pelletier invited a number of graduate students to attend a seminar, in fact, a series of seminars, as I recall, with Arthur at Berkeley. And I attended along with one of my other close friends at the time, who I brought along, Saul Paul Sirag. And I'm sure I'll have more to say about Saul Paul in future editions. And as Arthur and his wife, Ruth Young, purchased a home in Berkeley and turned it into the Institute for the Study of Consciousness, they invited me and Saul Paul to move in there and live with them, which we did. Now, uh, for those of you who want to dig into this a little deeper, in the previous episode or edition of the In Presence series, I mentioned a book by David Kaiser called How the Hippies Saved Physics. And uh, it's a very interesting book. It mentions me briefly, but mentions many, many of my friends as as well. And uh, it focuses to some degree on Arthur Young and the important role he played in what was going on at that time as well as the important role played by my close friend, Saul Paul Sirag. It was uh, an opportunity to get to know Arthur and Ruth personally and intimately, and uh, I'm really grateful to them decades later, many decades later. It was uh, an enormous boost in my life. Ruth Young, Arthur's wife, was the founder of an organization known as the International Peace Academy. She funded it and she believed that the uh, one of the problems in the world today is that nations train their diplomats not to achieve global peace, but to win in negotiations with other countries in a, in a win-lose model rather than to negotiate for the betterment of the whole planet. So, the International Peace Academy took young people who were beginning their diplomatic careers and offered seminars and programs for them in how to achieve global peace. I, I mention this because I, I want to emphasize that their hearts were in a really good place. Now, after Arthur invented the helicopter, he had the ability to travel the world and explore all of the exotic and uh, psychic phenomena that interested him, and he was very interested in this area. He became an astrologer, as a matter of fact, and uh, astrology still puzzles me today. Arthur did a lot of astrological analysis on my chart. For example, after I got my doctoral degree in 
parapsychology. I came, I was very proud, and I talked to Arthur, and he took out his astrological ephemeris, and he said to me, well, how long did it take you to earn your degree? And I thought from the time I entered the program in parapsychology at Berkeley until I got my degree, that was six years. And he looked at me with a cold, steely look and he said, well, it's going to take you another six years to undo all the damage that the university has done to you. And of course, little did I know, but he was right. It did. Fortunately, all of that was a long time ago. I had many conversations with Arthur about many subjects. He was a deep student of Shakespeare. In fact, he had a collection of original Shakespearean folios. He had a collection of antique Rolls Royces. He uh, loved uh, his farm and he loved working on the farm, chopping wood. He also deeply appreciated the works of Francis Bacon. He believed that Bacon actually wrote the plays of Shakespeare and it was one of the great masters of uh, esoteric wisdom. However, he was quite critical of Bacon and uh, he was quite critical of many other people, Einstein as well. He was critical of Bacon because Bacon is one of the people who laid the groundwork for modern Western science. And he felt that Bacon failed to incorporate within science an appreciation of what he called first principles of philosophy. He felt that Einstein was faulty in failing to appreciate what he called the arrow of time. He was also a student of yoga, a student of Zen Buddhism. In fact, he financed the uh, American trip of D.T. Suzuki, a great Zen Buddhist scholar. He studied alchemy and uh, certainly had a... Um, a mystical quality about him. When he died in 1995, there was a double halo around the sun that day. It seemed as if he himself was ascending into the heavens. And I want to uh, conclude by sharing with you one thought that Arthur left with me. Um, he was describing the virgin birth of Jesus one day. And he asked me, well, why do you think Jesus had to have a virgin birth? I was puzzled. I didn't have any answer for that. And uh, he said to me, it's because it's incumbent upon us to give birth to the best, highest possibilities within ourselves. No one else can do it. We have to be responsible for that. And then he said to me, that's the most important thing that he has to teach and I want to leave you with that thought. Give some thought to how you can give birth to the best within yourself. Thank you for being with me.